everybody, and welcome back to a very, very special episode of Hex, a Charmed podcast, because today we're starting on the reboot. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so this reboot has been much anticipated by a lot of people, um, us in particular, because it's caused quite a bit of stir on the Charmed Twitterverse. <laughs> It's caused a lot of stir everywhere, for many reasons, mm-hmm. most of which are people unable to let go of nostalgia <laughs> and racist stuff. Yeah, we, we've talked about this before in previous episodes about, uh, especially Holly Murray Combs, the original actress for Piper. Some of that stuff I admittedly cut for time, but... Mm-hmm. I do have some of those bits and pieces tucked away somewhere. We'll probably upload those sometime soon, <laughs> if anyone has any interest. It's it's essentially Holly Marie Combs going off about how, oh, how dare they say the original show wasn't feminist when they're telling us we're too old to play the new parts. And it's like, okay, this is a reboot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm Kirby. I'm Alex. And, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Episode one, I'm not sure if it had a title, it was just called Pilot on the Website. Yeah, that's the only title I could find, too. Yeah, and it was it was a solid episode. I'd say um, it was about as solid as the original Charms, first episode at least. I think it was a little better. A little better? A little better. So far, we've seen the first two episodes, and mm-hmm. I think um, they're both pretty good, pretty solid. Uh, mm-hmm. second episode is definitely stronger than the original Charm second episode. I- I'm gonna say that the first episode was a teeny bit ham-fisted in some of the the themes that it was presenting, specifically with Mel, who we'll get into. Um, yeah, the demon, the demon in particular was pretty... On the nose. That was pretty... That's like very thick butter on the toast. Mm-hmm. The whole thing seemed very, very ham-fisted, I think, especially considering the concerns about feminism that a lot of people had about it. And I will say it's already more feminist than the original 90s show, because they didn't rape anybody. (laughs) It's really funny, because, um, well, first of all, there's only been two episodes, and Charm didn't have uh, rape in its first two episodes either, but... um, I think it's funny that a lot of people were actually like, they didn't want this feminist SJW bullshit in their show, which Mm. is funny, considering Mm. what Holly Combs Marie said. I mean, gosh, can you believe there's some people that don't think the original Charmed is feminist and thinks putting feminist, more feminism in it is, like, bad? Can you believe that? Yeah, I, I just... Like, how much is too much feminism? And... I don't know, it's... Every show has its own demographic. So, I mean, if it puts too much feminist in, feminism in it for you, it's probably not made for you. Exactly. Just saying. Even if you are a fan of the original Charmed. <laughs> Alright, so j- jumping into the a quick synopsis of the episode. Um, so, Mel and Maggie live with their mom in a... I will say the house is a lot more visually interesting than the original Hollywell Manor, that's for sure. Um, they live with their mom, who is then murdered, and then Mel and Maggie, who are adults, who, who are going to college. Uh, I think 
Maggie is a teenager and not quite old enough to drink, at least. Well, she's in a sorority. Like, she's 18 or 19. She's in a sorority, so... I think she's sophomore? Is that what she said? Something like that, so she'd probably be about 20, maybe just 21. Uh, like, um, what's it? She... She said that, like, she was the only sophomore or freshman with the curfew. Mm, yeah, something like that, sophomore. Uh, no, it was, it was freshman. It was freshman. It was freshman. It was freshman. Okay, so she's, like, 18 or 19. Mm. Maybe 20. Maybe. So, um, they're struggling to, uh, after their mom, it, it, mom dies, and uh, police believe it was a suicide because the window was broken. Uh, she had had a glass of wine, and she was trying to fix the window. Previously, they believed that she fell out the window and died. Um, yeah. And they're struggling to move on with this, like, a couple, like, the show flash forwards a couple months, and Mel and Maggie are constantly arguing, Maggie's gonna move out to the, to the sorority, because she can't take Mel's constant anger anymore, and it just kind of, all comes to a boiling point when a new girl, Macy, who just moved into town, knocks on their door and says, hi, I think I'm your sister, and shows them a picture of her as a baby being held by their mother in front of their house. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so then they're brought together by a white lighter who immediately shows up, whereas in the previous charm, Leo took some time to reveal he was a white lighter. I think it was like episode 10 when we finally figured that out. Um, yeah. And he reveals that, hey, I'm not just the, te- the professor who replaced your mom in the women's studies department. Uh, I'm also your white lighter, and you were all witches, and you, your mom was also a witch, and you three are the charmed ones, and you have to make a choice to become the charmed ones, or you can choose not to, and like have all your, your memories erased and all your powers revoked. Okay. Um, let's get, dive into the nitty gritty then. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening line is, this is not a witch hunt, and then like, um... It cuts two of uh, the sisters talking about this party. But it's a really good line. This is not a witch hunt, it's a reckoning. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's pretty strong. It's that, that a pretty was. strong opening line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we get a little bit of introduction to Mel and Maggie. Mel, who is a bit more stern and a bit more aggressive. And Maggie, who's a bit more, I, I don't want to say ditzy, but I want to say like maybe free-spirited. She's a little bit more fun. Well, she's young, so mm-hmm. she's like a kid. She's a teenager. Right. They're basically Piper and Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mel's like, take off my shoes. Those are my boots. And Mel's like, it's a military-themed party, and I don't have any boots this ugly. Yeah. That's actually really gross about a military-themed party. Mm-hmm. Especially since the sorority is quote-unquote woke. Mm-hmm. Maybe not military is woke. Just saying. Yeah, the sorority leader says later in the episode that this is a woke sorority, and I, I just kind of, uh... Well, she, it is, like, the white, blonde mm-hmm. kind of thing, like, the, see, white feminism kind mm-hmm. of thing going on there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's judging, what's her name, Lucy too harshly? Maybe. But, I mean, baby's first feminism with her, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the part I actually liked is Mel was like, have you ever considered why these parties are always themed in these Greek places? And she, like, kind of gets a little philosophical. And uh, Maggie's like, well, I don't think about that because I like to have fun. I'm I'm with Maggie with this. Mm. Mel overthought that. Quite a bit. I mean, just let, just let people have fun. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, they're in college. College is super stressful. Let them dress up and get drunk. Right. It's the least you could do, if not just, like, reduce stress from classes. Exactly, exactly. So then we hear a woman on the phone angrily saying it's not a witch hunt, it's reckoning. Um, He's still suspended, yada, yada, yada. So a professor was getting suspended. Um, And a woman, Angela Wu, who becomes a very important character over the next couple episodes, um, can't testify against him, but we don't know why. I'm not sure. She's like a recurring character, but Mm -hmm. she's also... um, We'll we'll get to that, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, at, at this point, we don't yeah. know why she can't testify against him. It, it could be because she's dead. It could be because she can't. It could be because some other a myriad of reasons. She refused because she's scared and mm-hmm. doesn't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. All sorts of things. Yeah, but it's the mom straight says she can't testify. And that's the important bit for now. Um, so she hangs up the phone, and Mel and Maggie are like, "Hey, mom, are you okay?" And um, she's like, "I'm fine." And it's like, "You're clearly not fine. You're a little bit emotional right now." And you know, she's had a glass of wine, and she she has this mom chat about telling them to be sisters. And apparently, she's told them this a lot because Maggie can mouth the words. Um, and then the sisters leave the house, and they go their separate ways. Um, and Maggie is followed by a boy. And he's like, hey, can I drive you there? It's a little dangerous. Don't go through the woods at night. It turns out that uh, the guy is Bren, who is her ex-boyfriend. Because she says, I thought we were going to give each other some space. And that's what it's like, oh, they were dating. Oof. And it's like very obvious he still wants to be with her. Oh, super obvious. And it gets way more obvious. And Mm -hmm. it just gets really, like, maybe... Just cut things off, Maggie. Mm-hmm. Maybe just do that. So, uh, meanwhile, I guess uh, Mel is going off to visit someone important to her because she she texts this person that says, "Hey, get naked." So clearly, she's gonna get her <laughs> some. And we cut back to mom. Yeah, and she opens the window and looks out, and then a crow comes in and just immediately starts fucking shit up. And this is actually, from what I saw, it was, like, pretty quick, and it dashed across the screen. But from what I saw, the effects were pretty good. Yeah, they're, you know, they're CW effects. Mm-hmm. TV-produced effects. I mean... And they're pretty decent. I don't feel it's fair of us to say that, hey, these effects are better than the original Charmed, because these ones have had, what, ten years? I, di- I didn't say that. I didn't I, say I know. it was better I than didn't the original say that. I'm Charmed. I'm just saying it's not gonna, We're probably not going to say that because it's not fair. Yeah. This is true, because so, it isn't. Because, oh uh, my so, gosh, the demon design and everything is just really good. It really like, is. every demon... Not, uh, like, so, not like... You've probably seen in promos about the black eyes and mm-hmm. the drippy mouth stuff. That's just like someone being really possessed good. by a demon. The actual demon for this mm-hmm. episode is really good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mel sits up in bed as she was sleeping and mom says come home immediately i need you here and she gets up and you see another woman behind her it's like oh mel's a lesbian and just very cash very cash about the whole thing um and mom's in the attic casting a spell and the attic is just it's so pretty like the set design is just fantastic in this i love the new attic because it's so much more visually interesting and then and this is a part i really really like this is a teeny tiny detail i really really liked all the spells are in Latin. Yeah, I I was trying to listen to it. It's like, is this Latin or Spanish? It's Latin. Much. Well, Spanish is based Latin. in Latin, so 
I could see even. I thought it was Italian for a second, even. Mm. I don't know. No, but it, but it's all in Latin, which I which I, I mentioned this previously. I really am not a fan of the way the original charm handled spells because they're just like hokey sounding, you know. Because it's like, oh, we're just and gonna what, being in Latin, is it? That's very Harry Potter, and Harry Potter is no. It, it sounds Harry a lot Potter's better. Harry Potter's getting a little hokey. It's better than rhyming couplets. It's better than rhyming couplets. Latin sounds at least a bit more, you know professional in a way well <laughs> aren't most like a children's most traditional rhyme. spells are like at least english ones are in like english and rhymes aren't they yeah but at the same time it's just i like the way the latin sounds a lot better it doesn't sound as it doesn't sound as forced i think maybe is the word I'm by the pricking for. of my thumb something wicked this way comes mm. yeah something mm. like that yeah yeah well, shakespeare shakespeare mm-hmm. never comes out of style <laughs> With um, those couplets and those rhymes, just saying. So, immediately after she finishes the spell, she says, Hear this, I have three. Which, we don't know what that means quite yet, we could guess. And then we hear about Angela Wu. It turns out she's in a coma. So apparently the reason why there's no alcohol at the sorority party is because Angela Wu got put into a coma. So now, in order to avoid getting in any sort of trouble or having any sort of suspicion cast on them... Yeah. They have to have dry parties. No alcohol. She was in a coma because she OD'd on drugs, even though apparently that's not... She doesn't do drugs, according to Mel. Yeah, Mel's like, she was a straight-A scholarship student. Why would she be doing drugs? I don't know. Maybe because it's college, and getting straight-A's is very stressful. Hmm? I mean, um, I mean, that's kind of a dumb reason to write her accidentally ingesting drugs on purpose and ODing. Well, not... You know what I mean. Right. Accidentally ODing mm. on drugs. Just saying. Okay, so here's a tiny plot hole that honestly just occurred to me. So Mel goes to the sorority house to find Maggie, where she got texts from her mom saying, come home, I need you both here. Yeah. So how did she know that Maggie wasn't already on her way home? Uh, probably, I think, uh, I don't know. I guess it's in Maggie's character to, you know, because she find she wanted the sorority party really badly, and she was like, she's just super into rushing the sorority and stuff, right? So like, maybe mm-hmm. she didn't. I don't know. I imagine like, there's probably maybe more text or whatever, but it's a very minor plot hole, and it doesn't really make any difference. Yeah, but it's still something that occurred to me, and I thought I should mention. Yeah. So Mel's like, hey, Mom needs us at home, and Maggie's like, I'm in the middle, I'm kind of busy, I'm in the middle of something. And then Mel goes ham-fisted feminist on some people there to embarrass her sister enough to want to leave. I think one thing we should point out is that Mel uh, did call out Maggie, saying that, hey, I know you check your phone constantly, you got Mom's text. Because that becomes a very important plot point. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Not very important, but the plot point in the second episode. Right. So, she she turns to two people making out on the couch, and she's like, you two can revoke your consent at any time, like, super loudly and obviously, and, Mel, and then Maggie's just like, oh, God, let's just, we can go now, okay, I'm sorry. You know, you know Mag's a teenager when she prioritized uh, a sorority party over her mom's frantic texting to tell her to come home. And this actually does become super important, this whole, this bit here, so we do keep that in mind late for later. Um, so they walk in the house, and it's super cold. Like, you can see their breath rising up. Yes, that, that CGI breath. Mm-hmm. It was actually 
an okay, I, I think it was pretty good effect. It was Again. very thick. Which I think kind of thick. emphasized that, hey, I think, hey, this is super cold. I'm pretty sure, like, they'd be dead if it was that cold. If it, if, I nah. don't even think in the nah. Arctic it, it, it gets that thick. Uh, so, so Mel and Maggie go up to the attic, they see the windows busted, they look out the window and find Mom on the entryway to the house, which is another tiny plot hole of how did they not see their mother on the ground? Oh wait, was it, wasn't it that they, they, they heard the, they heard the window break as soon as they entered the house and then they ran upstairs? Um, I don't know, uh, why else would they run upstairs? Why would they run to the attic to see, find their mom? Like, right away. Admittedly, I watched I watched this like the night before last, so my memory is a teeny bit fuzzy on the details. So I watched this last night, and I was trying to take notes at the same time, and that's mm. like for Charmed. I've seen pretty much all the episodes at least once, so I kind of remember a bit more mm-hmm. of the original Charmed. But maybe taking notes while watching a, an episode <laughs> that you never seen is a bad idea. Well, it's also like, how the hell am I supposed to remember what happened so I can talk, talk to you about this and talk to our our listeners about this? Like, I have to take notes, otherwise I'm not going to remember shit. Are we going to, are we going to, like, have to watch episodes twice? Two hours? Two hours, mm. one to take notes, one to rewatch to make sure that we don't miss anything. <laughs> no. Oh god, our production values. <laughs> uh, I don't have time for that. Anyway, um... Mm. My note here, yeah, title drop, and so far, pretty strong opening for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said before, on the whole, I think the show, uh, first show is equal to, like, the original Charms first show, but the title, uh, before the title dropped and stuff, it was, it's much stronger than the original. Oh, yeah. I think maybe it's because it's just so hokey and so thick with, like, not that to say that the Me Too movement is, you know, I support the Me Too movement, but like, it's a little mm-hmm. thick in this episode. And not even It, it a is good, a teeny bit ham-fisted. Like, there's parts where it gets good, but it's like, it's not s- subtle enough, and it doesn't it doesn't encompass everything. Especially mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's just very thick, very ham-fisted, like mm-hmm. you said. But, um, we cut to three months later. We meet Macy. Yeah. And she's walking with this guy named Gavin or Devin. Was it Gavin? Gav- it was Gavin. Gavin. And, like, they, they're they acting really cute together. It's like, oh. They really are. It's like, that. obvious this is a love interest thing. Um, but then they start talking about class warfare. It's kind of got a giggle out of me. They aren't together yet. They're, they're just, like, in a pre-relationship. And... He's giving her some tips and tricks about living in the neighborhood. Then Macy sees the house. And she gets a little spacey. And he's like, oh yeah, you must have heard about that place on the news that this women's studies professor killed herself. So Macy goes and Googles her, and I'm like, of course she's a women's studies professor. It's it's, it's a little ham-fisted hey, again. The women's but study is out- not, that's not the ham-fisted part. The hand-fisted part Yeah, is, it's just this on top of everything else. I mean, obviously, it would be way less hand-fisted. Well, no. See, they killed the woman's study. 
Oh no, I don't know what I'm doing with this. It, I'm. Let's mm. go. Keep on going. Move. We gotta move. <laughs> so Macy does a Google search and finds out that the woman is dead. And um, she's like, oh, she kind of freaks out about it a little bit. And then this guy comes up to her in a wheelchair. This is the professor that got suspended. Because, of course, we gotta get the creepy wheelchair dude in. Again. At least they got it in earlier than the previous time. Yeah, we did talk about this in the episode Dream Warriors. If you guys want to hear us go over why we don't think that's okay to do. Well, at least this is the... It's admittedly this show, much more modern, Mm -hmm. uh, much more... Uh, uh, I guess woke. I'll say woke, whatever. There'll probably be more than one person in a wheelchair in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he acts super creepy towards her, and he's like, yeah, I'm glad to be back. And he's like, oh, nice blouse, in like a very creepy voice, and then he like scoots away, and it's like, ah. Yeah. He's also very old. He mm-hmm. has to be in like his 70s or something. Yeah, creepy and old white dude. hitting on Maisie. Hitting on Macy, mm-hmm. who is like, is it Macy or Maisie? Macy. Okay, Macy. Because I, I just put her down as Maze in my uh, notes. Mm-hmm. It's like Mel, Mag, Maze. Mm-hmm. That's what I wrote down it's- my notes. Anyway, like, he's, he's of course, like, three times Macy's age, mm-hmm. so not cool. Mm. Uh, so Mel is hanging up posters uh, for a protest against this professor, and she runs into Harry who is the, the guy who replaced her mother as head of the women's studies department. And she's just like, he's like, I know you don't like me for replacing your mother. She's like, oh, yeah, that's please. like reason number five on the list why I don't like you. And it's like, wow. And she's like, I don't understand why a cis male should be running the, the women's studies department. Did you mention the reading of oh, yeah, the, he's like, the thing? And he's like, reading it is like having my penis torn yeah, it's from like, my body. Wow. Which is like... <laughs> I just I did too, but at the same time, just oh jeez. Well, that's how a lot of guys feel when they're being when they think um an article or opinion about a group of men, even if it doesn't mm-hmm. say just a group of men, yeah. is about them. I oh, guess, not all men becomes a rallying cry later in the episode for a certain group of people. Let's just put it that way. Um. Uh, it, the ending is actually mm-hmm. really good for this episode. So, um, considering Mel is hanging up more posters outside, and this dude, this fucking dude, comes up to her and he's like, D- "If you don't have a permit, that's vandalism." <laughs> he's been exonerated. <laughs> like this other woman couldn't testify, and it's like, yeah, because she was in a coma, and there's like three other women who are more than willing to testify too. He looks like Ted Cruz. He's just. This dude is just, like, the white bread. The most white bread robotic person. And I'm very sorry, actor. I'm sure you're a lovely person in oh, real yeah. life. Oh, yeah. Like, we're, we're, not gonna, we're not gonna rag on the actor, but Jesus, tap dancing, bubble Christ. Oh, no, of course we're not gonna rag on the actor. I'm just saying, like, his character just reminds me of Ted Cruz a lot. Oh, God. I'm just saying. It does. Ah! It <laughs> In, like, multiple ways. So, like, good job, actor. Good job. One second, let me clap. Yeah, the whole thing is just, he is essentially... You picked a very good person. Uh, Well, not a good person, but a good character to be with that. Just mm. saying. Good job. Yeah, so pretty much this dude, who, who who we find out his name is Cameron, who's like, oh, he wasn't, he wasn't charged. He wasn't, like, found guilty, so I don't know why you're so upset, and nah, nah, nah. 
Yeah, like the most stereotypical, highly privileged cis white dude that you could find in a college campus. Very conservative white dude, and it's just like, <laughs> like as far as we know about this dude, is that he's just being like, ugh, he was exonerated. Who cares? Like, take these posters down. You're just being like mm. a witch hunt and lynch mob and meh, meh, meh. Like, that that could be anyone. That's fair. That's yeah. a cis white male. That could be a liberal cis white male at this point. So then he starts talking shit about uh, Mel's mom. Oh, yeah. And she pops him in the face. Even if... I, I'm not sure the punch was highly deserved. I mean, I am I am very happy she did it, but, you know, if you're that guy, mm-hmm. maybe don't, maybe just don't insult someone's dead mother in front of them. Especially when she's been dead yeah, for like don't. three months. Calm down. You have no tact, and honestly, for mm-hmm. that, you do deserve to be punched. I revoke whether or not I th- thought the punch was deserved. It, it was deserved. It was. Yep. yep. <sighs> Very Hermione Granger on that part. So we cut. We cut to Mel talking to some detectives, and the the female detective Nico is like, "You punched a dude in the face, you know, like." And they're like, "Your mom wasn't murdered. She she fell out the window. It was an accident." And Mel's like, "No, she was murdered." You know, there's like all these all these people who they're like this dude who wanted her dead because she was rallying against him with his. You know, uh, I'm just gonna say that like. Considering, I'm not sure how much alcohol the mother ingested, but if it was like, oh, she had... She said one glass one, of wine. Yeah, one glass of wine, and she falls out a window. She probably wasn't that much of a lightweight. I'm a huge lightweight, and even one glass of wine won't do me in unless I drink it, like, super fast. Right, and you don't have anything to eat yeah. beforehand, either. It's just, like, when, uh, when I worked at this theater, um... There's this drunk guy, super drunk. He busted through one of our front door windows and stuff. But, like, he slammed his body against the window, like, a couple times before it broke. So, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if a woman uh, with one cup of wine would, like, bounce her body a couple times off the window to kill herself or on accident. Like, police, do your job. Mm -hmm. Even if it was, like, a super old window and she was trying to fix it, as they said, it was, like, it was clearly attached to the house. Like, that kind of window doesn't open. And, like, the window was shattered. Uh, I don't know. Aren't older windows usually even thicker in glass? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like... I don't know. Oh, uh, Mel and Mag had this pretty intense fight. I didn't write everything down, but, mm-hmm. like, they are... I They're both young. They're both... Mag is like, Mag is Maggie. Keep saying Mag. Maggie, you know, she's a teenager, not old enough to drink yet. Uh, Mel is mid 20s, and they kind of like, they're grieving differently, and like, they both can't really stand each other's grieving process. Mel being very mad all the time and being very obsessed with their mother's death, while Maggie really doesn't want to think about it and trying to like stay away from the house stay away from mel because mel is just so angry all the time and Mm -hmm. it's putting a big strain on their relationship and what they really need to do is just like talk to each other and 
understand each other's grieving processes so that way they can, you know, at least not be mad at each other about it. Well, at this point, Maggie is like, yeah, I'm going to get in the sorority and I'm going to move out because uh, the sorority is essentially her way out of all of this. It's it's her way of, of... Kind of, not just abandoning it, but, like, moving forward, I guess. Moving on. Yeah. And, uh, Maggie calls the sorority sisters and stuff. And that really, like, upsets Mel. Because, like, pretty much all their lives with their mom has been like, Oh, you gotta stay together because you're sisters and sisterhood and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And they're not really being with each other in the moment. So they aren't being very sisterly towards each other. So it's just, like, a hot spot. Uh... No, hot spot. Hot yeah, button. hot button for Mel. Thank you. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to be a sister. And Mel's like, oh, yeah, that would be a good change, I guess. And it's like, well, I can't stand to be around you when you're like this because you're you're so angry all the time. Oh, no. I think, you know, it's like. I think Maggie's biggest problem is that um, she avoids her problems and avoids conflict a lot. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, like, she's avoiding Mel. She's avoiding the house. Mm-hmm. She's trying to move on really quickly. Well, not like really quickly. There's no really any set period months, of when you, you know, need to move on. But she's still super affected by her mom's death. And mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see a lot more of that in the second episode, how really affected she is. But yeah. she is trying to like just not think about it, which is, you know, a, 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 which is a coping strategy. Yeah. Is she's trying to cope by just like avoiding it. She's like, I, I will face this when I'm ready to face it. Yeah, but. Coping isn't really getting over it, if that makes sense. Right. It's just, like, yeah. a way to deal with it, your emotions in the moment, but you still need to deal with them. Yeah, it's, it's just like, we'll put this to the side for now and deal with it when I feel like I'm ready to deal with it. Yeah. And that's that's fine. You know, it's not no shade. That's that's a fine thing to yeah, do. Yeah, it has only been three months. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just, you think with... Of ignoring her mother's text and stuff that maybe she shouldn't mm-hmm. ignore her other her you know her sister and her other problems because this does get this does get brought up later yeah but yeah so in the midst of this argument there's a knock on the door and Maggie answers it and Macy is standing there and she's like hey I just moved here and uh, I need to talk to you and Maggie's like this isn't a good time we're like we're in the middle of an argument. And then Macy shows her a photo of their mom holding Macy as a baby in front of their house. And then, like, Mel is very, very, very suspicious of Macy. Like, maybe a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she's, like, accusing her of, like, well, she's, money. she's suspicious of everybody. Yeah, but the, that's, like, yeah, she, I wouldn't say she's suspicious of everyone, but, like, that's, like, a little bit too much like yeah your mom was a woman's professor like calm down like you're not you do have a really nice house but like i don't understand why it's probably like handed down in the family yeah like why would some rando come up to you and say like oh i think i'm your sister i need some cash and stuff like that you know what i mean right especially like oh she she clearly didn't say like i'm here for cash or anything she just said hey i'm your sister yeah and then, like, um... You know, maybe... Ma- um, not Maisie. Mel is like, oh, three months after our mom dies and you come up to us and be like, blah, blah, blah. Like, three months is... I mean, it's not like a day. A while. Like, if it was like right. a day after your mom died, I'd be way more specific, uh, suspicious. But three months is like... Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, a decent amount of time. A good time. 
Yeah, Macy just found out your mom died, like, through a Google search like, that day, you know? Yeah, like, she just moved there. She saw that house and was very freaked out. Not that they'd know that, but, mm. I don't know, three months is, like, enough time. So, yeah, we just see Mel being very suspicious, and Maggie's like, yo, what the hell? Yeah. And Macy's like, I don't want anything from you. I just was, like, curious. That's yeah. And then next scene, I didn't take notes on the next scene because I had Rihanna on. So I was like, you took mm. me back to Havana's mom. So they, Mel jumps in the house. <laughs> I just like that song a lot, sorry. So um, the lightning cracks. Uh, Macy jumps in the house. Mel is super suspicious. Then Macy is talking to Gavin at the bar. Na, 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 and he's like... Okay. Sorry. I just really like that song. It's like that one Spotify commercial. Okay. I understand. I understand why you'd play mm. that song even when the doll's gonna kill you for it. It's just saying. Mm. So, Gavin's like, well, they were just shocked. You know, you kind of showed up out of nowhere and, you know, like, they just don't understand. Maybe you should go back and try again. And she's like, no, I'm done. And she gets really angry. And then her bottle just flies up oh, to the wall. I, the worst part is that Maisie's father told her that her mother died when she was two. And that's that would yep. be super upsetting to hear that. That mm-hmm. your father lied about your mother dying. And then, like, you could have known her and stuff for years. Right. If, like, he just told you. But no. You find... Mm-hmm. You find your mom and you find your sisters, but it's only because your mom actually died very recently. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's very upsetting. So Macy accidentally throws the bottle and she's like, oh shit, I'm really drunk and clumsy. I gotta go. I'm so sorry. And she rushes out. And then we cut to Maggie taking the sorority to her. So Maggie is following Lucy around with this gaggle of other girls and she's checking up on Macy on Instagram. And then Lucy says, our sorority is woke. And I just kind of went, Lucy in this whole place is, like, super cringy. Just this whole thing. Although, it's weird. Super white feminist cringe. Anyways, so Lucy pulls Maggie aside and was like, you're a shoo-in to get into the sorority. Just, you know, as long as you don't, like, poop in a plant pot or be on your phone again. And she's kind of getting shaded, and Maggie's like, oh, I'm so sorry, and I'm dealing with some stuff, and she's like, oh, don't worry, I was just joking, in, like, a way that's like, no, she absolutely was not joking. And then Maggie start- meets a couple other girls, and she shakes her hands, and she starts hearing their thoughts. Like, one girl's like, uh, didn't she used to work in the cafeteria? And she, and Maggie answers her, like she was speaking to her. And the girls just kind of look at her funny, like, nobody said anything. And then this other girl's like, oh, her mom just died. I should be nice to her. You know, at least this second girl's a bit more considerate. But, you know, Maggie's starting to freak out because it's like nobody actually said anything. She's hearing what they're they're thinking. And she's walking around, bumping into people. She, like, tries to leave that conversation, and she starts bumping into other people. Yeah, a lot of people are really wanting some mini quiches, which <laughs> is like, I totally understand because... Quiche is delicious. Anyway, Mel is talking with her girlfriend about Maisie, and then, like, I was so, like, Nico, who is also the cop and stuff. Uh, Who is Mel's ex. Yeah. Like, 
uh, Nico dumped her, dumped Mel, uh, when she got super upset and stuff during her mom. Which, like, at first I was like, why would you do that? But then it, it turns out that, you know, there's reasons for it. But we learn about that later in the episode. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you you dumped me, like, a couple of days after my mom died. What the fuck? And... Well, and- I don't- was it a couple of days? It wasn't that long. It, it was it was either a couple of days or about a week. Yeah. Actually, I just want to make point out that Mel so far is a pretty good combination of Piper and Prue, considering her personality, her relationship with Maggie, and the fact that she's dating a police officer. <laughs> right? That's what, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> like, are you Andy? Are you just another Andy? But no, she's, like, a lot more fleshed out than Andy. So, yeah, uh, Nico and, and Mel are talking, and Mel's so stressed out, her powers start flipping on and off. It's like she's constantly hitting pause on a movie. It's like where you try to go frame by frame by, like, hitting the pause button over and over again. Yeah. And uh, Mel's freaking out, and she's like, you're right, I am not okay. I need to leave. And she... Yeah, she goes out. And then, like, and she's yanked to the side, blacks out, and then, like, it cuts to all three of the sisters Mel, Maggie, and Maze because, like, she's a sister, and they're tied up in the attic. And it's like, what the hell? And then, and like, he's like, hey. And then, then Harry's random there, British like, guy hey. says they're witches <laughs> and here to save the world, just like, and they all just at once, screaming. pretty much. Just, they like, just dumped. start screaming. Yeah, they would. <laughs> he he just would if you on were them. a random. <laughs> and it, British guy kidnaps you and, like, your sister and, like, another sister, maybe, and, like, saying that you're witches and you're gonna save the world and stuff, like, yeah, that's something to scream about. Like, that's realistic. Uh, my note here is, not the time, broham, because he's, like, trying to explain to them that they're witches and yada yada yada, and they're, like, tied up in chairs, and he uses magic to undo the ropes, and... They're obviously freaking out super hard. So Macy starts looking for a scientific explanation, and Mel drops that she stopped time, and he goes, oh yeah, that power is very common among control freaks. And it's like, wow! <laughs> Just shade! Shade! Piper was a bit of con- control freak in the original, mm-hmm. especially when it goes mm-hmm. on, so that totally mm-hmm. makes sense. So Macy figures out her power super quickly, like she focuses and tries throwing a lamp at him, but he catches it and he's like, oh, that must be that very high IQ in action. Then uh, he goes, oh, so Maggie must be, like Maggie's like, yeah, I can read people's thoughts. And he's like, oh, that must be because you're like super empathetic, but also very, very insecure. And it's like, God, stop, stop dragging them. Just He just starts, just drags them all over. Well, they, he didn't drag Macy. He complimented uh, And he, then he explains he's a white lighter, and he he died in the 1950s, which does explain a couple things. Wait, wait, how's how's a dude that died in the 1950s gonna be the he- woman's study head? Mm-hmm. In the 1950s, mm-hmm. 1957? Although in England, I don't know, was England more opened about this stuff in the 1950s than America? Maybe. So Mel's like, does this mean our mom was a witch too? And Harry's like, I was getting to that. Because they keep interrupting him, which is honestly kind of funny. Like, this this whole banter bit is actually pretty good. I really liked it. Uh, it's really good and really well written and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Harry's like, yeah, he, she bound it her powers. It kind of reminds me of our conversation since we keep interrupting each other so much. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. Uh, so he, he explains that their powers are bound when they were born for their protection, and their mom was in the middle of unbinding their powers when she was murdered. Yeah. And he grabs the new Book of Shadows, which is honestly really cool. I like it. It's very subtle. And he pulls it open, and he's explaining that there are signs of the apocalypse that are impending, and he shades Trump very, very well. Well, he says the current president. Like... That could literally be mm-hmm. anyone after this, too. So he's not technically shading Trump, he's just shading the presidency in general. Which, I mean, I guess, makes sense. Oh, and yeah, he just fucking infodumps them that there's an apocalypse happening, and, like, two of the signs have already done. Oh, it's yeah. like, calm down, this is, I know it's it's time-sensitive, but also, like, like calm oh, down. <laughs> Give them breathing room. Have you ever seen that vine with um, John Wayne? And he's like talking to this little kid, and he goes, "How old are you?" And he goes, six. And then like, he just grabs the kid and like throws him into the river. No, I've never it's seen. Kind of like vine. that. But yeah, I could. That's well, very. <laughs> it was like from this old western because the kid was like, "I can't swim." And he goes, how old are you? And the kid goes, six. And then, like, he grabs him by, like, the scruff of his neck and by a pant leg and just flings him into the into the river. And that's how John Wayne got in prison. For murder. <laughs> for drowning a child. Like, for real. If, 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 I swear, if he info-dumped anything harder than, like, a fucking world-ending apocalypse like quickly just so quickly and stuff would any of them actually agree to be witches at that point because it's like oh they all had to agree or like none of them got the powers and they'd all get their minds wiped, Which... and the end of the world would happen mm. anyway so I'm wait like... wait there's 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 something else there's something else you're moving too far ahead for me real quick there's something else i wanted to mention yeah. he hands them the book of shadows right and mel opens it and guess who's on the fucking page when she opens the book it's melinda melinda warren melinda warren ah. <laughs> which i thought was Ah, yay! Yeah. This just proved this is just <laughs> like, another timeline that. that split off from, mm-hmm. like, if Melinda Warren is here, like, she's the the matriarch of the family, of the ho- quote-unquote Hollywells from the original, and the, uh, whatever their last names. Their three last names. I think it's Vera. I know. I think it's Vera. Yeah, Vera. Like... Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like an alternate universe where, like, some people weren't born, some people were born, other things happened and stuff, so yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mm-hmm. mean, the original Triumph um, mess- messed enough with timelines and time travel for that to be possible, yeah, yeah. so. Oh, another thing I appreciated, a line I kind of appreciated, was Harry was like, look, all of you have to choose to be witches, or you, all of you will lose your powers, like, he he says uh, witchcraft is a pro-choice enterprise. Well, or if it's like, pro-choice, then why do they all have to agree? Right. That just doesn't. I think that doesn't. I, I think it's because it's a power of three thing. Like if you're going to be the charmed ones, there has to be three. Of you. Uh, I understand what that what that joke and stuff, but like, it just doesn't feel right because like mm. you're still take you're kind of bully. Well, not bullying, but like. If two people say yes and one's still like no or maybe and stuff, you're gonna, it, they're gonna be like forced to say yes or no right outright. And I don't know, right. it's just which ca- actually kind of gets brought up in the next episode. It just 
don't know, it just doesn't feel right to have, like, an all or nothing. Especially when it's such a big, huge life thing. It just doesn't make sense. Not, mm-hmm. It's not pro-choice if, so, you, mm. if it's just, like, you know what I mean. Anyway, let's go. Yeah, right, right. So, so we see an ominous crow. Uh, Harry says that the underworld isn't aware that you guys have your powers yet, so you have time to choose. Mello's like, yeah, we should absolutely do this because this is what mom wanted for us. This is what we were going to be eventually. This is our mom's, essentially our mom's dying wish because she died while she was trying to release our powers. Yeah. There's a demon that harvests organs for smoothies. Mm-hmm. And Maggie's like, I don't want to be a smoothie. I mean, <laughs> kind like, of reminds me of that line from, that's you know, that reasonable. kind of reminds me of that line from Chicken Run. Chicken Run. I don't want to be a pie. <laughs> oh, I love Chicken Run. <laughs> I don't want to be a pie. <laughs> Maggie's like, I don't want to be a smoothie. <laughs> All right. And then um, Harry says, like, you just call out his name, and you know, wherever he is, he'll come running mm-hmm. just to see you again. Mm-hmm. Just to help you out. Yeah. Just to see you again. That's uh, So then Maggie is being nagged by her ex, and she's like, I want space. He's like, don't go in the woods. And Macy starts doing some research. Yeah, she's very skeptical about it. Because, like, oh. Oh, yeah, she's like, there has to be a scientific explanation for all of this. And then, like, Harry Harry makes fun of this. But like, yeah, it's like witchonomics or something. Like, two different things. Macy's, like, not funny. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Maggie seems very apathetic to everything, though. Mm, yeah, she's like, I don't care. I don't, I don't. I have other things to worry about. Not that she says I'm, I'm that. She just, life. She's just very quiet mm-hmm. during the whole scene, other than the smoothie bit. Oh, yeah. So Mel's uh, ex, Nico, comes in to check on her, and Mel actually manages to focus her powers to, like, start and stop everything. And Mel's like, you know, I am actually a lot better. I am actually completely okay. And Nico's like, wow, you really are. And then they start making out, and she's like, are your sisters home? And she's like, nope. And they close the door, and I'm like, yeah, okay, you get yourself. Yeah, Nico originally broke up with Mel because, like, Mel was being very emotionally distant and angry all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. it, was, it was, Mel was kind of going through a more self-destructive grieving process than Maggie was. Right. It was, mm-hmm. it's sad. But it's yep. kind of nice that Nico still hung around, in a way. Because, like, like, she knows that Mel still needed someone, but, like, she just couldn't be with her romantically. Right. And other things. So, Maggie is walking through the woods, despite her ex telling her not to. Yeah, alone at night. And she runs across a doggo. Alone at night. Yep, alone at night. That's she, dumb. She runs across a doggo, and I'm like, oh, there's a doggo. Oh, it's such a sweet boy. And then it gets all, like, demonically possessed, and I'm like, oh, no, bad doggo, bad doggo. Still a precious pup. Still the precious pup. Yeah, I mean, an evil power. precious pup, but still Which, precious. honestly... Still cute. I'd, I'd give it... Yeah, wasn't that also... Wasn't there a demon... There, there, was a, there was a demonically possessed dog in the original charm, um, I believe. What, uh, was it demonically... It was a shapeshifter. Yeah, it was like the shapeshifter yeah, dog. it wasn't demonic. Was there possess... There, yeah, there was possessions in the original. So she runs home, and uh, she's like, I was just attacked by a demon! And, and Mel's like, shh. My girlfriend is upstairs. Not that, not that she said that outright, but just Maggie's just being overly she, loud and she, just be like, you know, just, you know, maybe just, you got secrets now. Just shush, shush. 
There, there's mortal ears. Mortal ears. <laughs> okay, now. That's just, enough of that. I just really like that song. I need to listen to it after this podcast. Anyways, uh, so she was like, yeah, I was attacked by a dog. And, um, a demon dog. So Nico leaves. Nico leaves. And Macy has this really awesome microscope phone accessory. It's like she just attaches it to her fucking phone, and it's like she can zoom in on whatever the, on the slide of stuff she collected from from Maggie's face. Yeah, the demon dog spit, and it's like Maggie uh, then says like she just wants shit to be normal and shit. So right. Well, she's like, is this gonna scar? And Harry's like, I'm white. Yeah, they just, they you... call they call they call Harry real quick, and she asks, it's like. You have to call me when shit, important shit is going down, not trivial shit. It's like, he heals her, though. Yeah, and he's like, there's a list of things you need to be on the lookout for demonic activity, like rampant dog fornication, presidential tweets, just like all these lists of things. Like, those are the two that stuck out to me the most, though. Because <laughs> Maggie gives him a look. <laughs> and uh, first top that they put on was uh, Lucy, the sorority leader. And it's like, mm-hmm. I really doubt that, that she would be the demon. Honestly. Right, it's just like, yeah, she, she, yeah, she wasn't the demon, but they thought she was. Yeah, spoilers. Um, but, but, uh, also, Macy, weird. Macy, the smart, clever girl she is, figures out that baking soda can kill demons. Yeah, because, um, baking soda usually has, like, a base, and that cancels out the acidic part of the dog spit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she had some on a slide, and she just, like, sprinkles a little bit on top, and it does, like, a black, like, some black smoke just goes, whoosh, and it's gone, and Harry's like, well, damn. <laughs> yeah, like, the spit had, like, magical stuff, but the base component was, like, this hydrochloric acid or something? It was some kind said? of acid. Some kind of acid. Yeah, yeah. So she uses science, and, and like... They were actually getting prepared to, like, oh, let's go look in the book for spells and shit. But, like, nope, mm-hmm. science! Proving Baking that science soda, is motherfuckers! Great. Anyways, um. Sodium bicarbonate, motherfuckers! Mm-hmm. And then we have kind of a moment where Maggie says, I know you blame me for our mom's death, Mel, because I didn't answer the phone, because I didn't answer the text message, and you blame me for all of that, and I blame myself. And it's like, wow, that's really sad, actually. I don't think Maggie should blame herself, but, like, she's kind of right. I mean, mm-hmm. like, how are you going to ignore your mother's text? Very frantic text I mean, about coming home right now. Right. Well, well, to be fair, like, to be fair to her, it's like, how is she supposed to know that their mom was getting murdered? I True about that, but also, like, hey, come home right now, it's important text. Right. Like, you're either gonna miss something very important, or you're gonna get super in trouble mm-hmm. for something important. Yep. Even if it turns out it wasn't that important, but, like, mm. I don't, it just seems very not smart yeah. on M- Maggie's behalf, just saying. It's a metric fuck ton of coulda, woulda, shoulda. Honestly. This is true, but, um, but also, like, you really should've a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so- Although, just, it's also like, Mel could have just went home right away and helped mm-hmm. her mom, maybe. Yeah. Or they both get killed. But anyway, so, Maggie leaves, she's upset, so she leaves, and she gets kidnapped. Like, a bag gets thrown over her head. Turns out, sorority rush! She was th- kidnapped by the sorority, 
and she's accepted into the sorority. Uh, then she hides in the bathroom and texts Mel, because they're like, oh yeah, Lucy might be the demon, and they're like, Mel, I'm in the bathroom, come yeah. get me. Honestly, and with the way Lucy was acting, she was either a demon or, like, she kind of had the hots for Maggie, honestly. I feel maybe. like I there was some vibe there. Anyway, am I reading that wrong? So she, she comes out of the bathroom and sees her ex-boyfriend, and she's like, hey, I'm gonna go deal with this, I'll be right back. And Mel follows Lucy into the basement and tosses a bunch of baking soda on her. And and Lucy was just like, I was just going to offer her some alcohol from the stash because we're not supposed to have any. And, and then Mel's Mel, like, oh. Mel says, like, oh, you're not a demon? Oh, you're not a demon. Well, you are a bit of a bitch, though. But it's like, holy <laughs> shit, Mel. Mel. Right? Mel. Right? Mel, this is literally the Um, leader of the sorority your sister just got into. Maybe don't, especially when you find out she isn't a demon. God, I'm I'm just, Lucy did not kick Maggie out after that, but, like, I would not have blamed her, honestly. Mm, No. Like, Lucy was very tolerant. Right. So, um, Maggie's in the library or the study or whatever with her ex. And she's, like, explaining to him that it's over, and he's like, can I have one kiss for old time's sake? And he's totally a demon. And then she hears his thoughts, and he's like, prepare for your doom. And she's like, um, no. And he's like, you already said yes. And then she drops the line about consent. I can revoke my consent at any time. And then she kicks him across the room. Pilates. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, he's Um, a demon. Well, he's not a demon, he's possessed by a demon. Right, and then and Macy comes in at the last second with the baking soda and douses him in it, and then he, like, convulses on the floor. It's a pretty scary scene. It was. It's like something out of The Exorcist. Well, it, it begins, like, it looks like he's having a seizure. I'm not a fan no. of that. But yeah, so he wakes up and he's like, what happened? What happened? And they're like, oh, nothing, it's fine, it's fine. And Mel's kind of like, aw, I wanted to fight the demon. I put a note here that Macy is great. Macy is great. She Mm -hmm. is. And yeah, Mel is very upset because she missed out on the fight. I learned how to work my powers. And they're like, okay, how do your powers work? And and Mel's like, my powers work when I'm not angry. And Maggie's like, oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Can I say something real quick? Uh, This is the note I put here that Mel definitely has a Piper Mm -hmm. vibe. But better if that makes sense because i'm not a huge fan of piper and i also put that maggie definitely has a phoebe by but she's a little bit more immature than phoebe because phoebe even if she's like she's the party girl and stuff she still has some street smarts and acts a little bit more mature Mm -hmm. than uh, maggie does but macy seems like her own character like they didn't take piper or prue or Paige or whatever Mm -hmm. But yeah, so Mel and Maggie make up, they hug it out, and Macy's like, I don't know what mom was like. So like, hey, Maggie's like, hey, good for you. I record everything. So they take her home, and they're showing her cell phone videos of their mom and pictures. And Yeah, they're just laying in a bed all together watching videos, and it's like, oh, oh, I should, we should make a note um, that they say a Ouija board instead of spirit board. Yeah, right? So we know that we know that well, Hasbro like they said it interchangeably. I th- in the original they didn't. It was always spirit board. Mm. 
Well, no, in, in this one, they, they say spirit trade. board and a Ouija board. Yeah, I just want to make mm. point out about the Ouija board, because, like, who knows? Maybe Hasbro will come out with a charm-themed Ouija board. I hope so. Just Because I like the design of theirs. That'd be cool. Anyways. Uh, so. Well, that's not until next episode. Yeah, right, right, right. So, uh, Macy is, is feeling kind of abandoned. She's like, I don't understand why I was... I was left, and you two got to stay with her. But, yeah, you know, Mel's still really gung-ho about the witch thing, and they fall asleep. Mel and Maggie fall asleep, but Macy's still awake. Oh. And Macy... Wait, uh, Maisie was like, I... Before they fell asleep, Maisie was like, I was so sure when I was nine that she contacted me through a Ouija board at this, like, birthday party she was at. And, like, Maggie's like, maybe she did. Because, like, you know, she's a witch. And they can do that, I guess. So Macy's still awake, the other two are asleep, and the door pops open on its own, and Macy starts feeling really cold, and she's like, huh, wait, and then she goes and does a bunch of research. Oh, Macy has only cried twice in her life. Yeah, that too, that's also sad. And they're like, don't worry, we cry a bunch in the house. Macy is like looking over Mel and Mags as they sleep, and she seems pretty happy at the moment. And then, um, like, she has like this... Uh, what's Yeah, it? so she goes and she does a bunch of research. What's, what was um, Jimmy Neutron's line? Light Macy's like, something? I figured out who killed our mom. Brain, brain flash. And brain she's like, where's flash Mel? or something. So Maggie's like, oh yeah, she's already at the protest. And Mel's just like, oh no. Or, or Macy's like, oh no. And they, um, Mel's at the, the protest on the front lines. And there's like a bunch of not all men activists yelling at the Me Too protesters. Yeah, I thought... I thought the Ted Cruz-looking motherfucker was the demon for a second. And Cameron's taunting her. He's like, oh, it's a nice day today. And then she goes inside because she sees the cold and she remembers that night. And she's going inside and she comes across C Professor Creeper who can suddenly walk. Yeah, he just stands up out of his chair while, uh, while her, her back is turned because, like, she hasn't seen him yet. And mm -hmm. did, did you watch this with subtitles? Yes. I couldn't get the subtitles to work on my end. But he's like, oh, Melvera, we finally meet, or something like that. And they talk, like, uh, Maggie and Macy show up, and they're like, yeah, this is the de who the demon is, and he's literally a sexist demon. Like, He looks like a White Walker from Game of Thrones. He kind of does, actually. He's like, what, the King White Walker? I haven't. I, I've only read, like, two and a half books, and I've only seen, like, the first season of the show, so I have That's no more idea. more than me. Like, he looks like one of these, like, kind of a more icier, bluer White Walker. Mm hmm Suddenly he has, like, he's like a demon who feeds off the energy of strong women, and then, like, he magics up these, like, fucking icicles while trying to, like, suck train power ladies, yeah. and then, like, he, he fucking kills Ted Cruz. He just fucking impales him with the. With the ice. No, but the thing is, the thing is, Mel walks in, right? And um, it was a, it was Macy and Maggie come in, and he's like, "You're not supposed to be down here." And then he sees him, and he's like, "Sir," and so he, so this demon, who's I forget what his name was, it was like Tadius. Tadius. It was Tadius. That's what it was. It was Tadius. Yeah, like there, I didn't get any. I couldn't get subtitles to work, so I have no idea what it's spelled or anything. It was Tadius, and he icicles the dude, and they're like, oh, and he's like, oh, come on, that guy was an asshole. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, 
maybe maybe it doesn't deserve death, but like yeah, he's got a point. <laughs> so, um, so he icicles he icicles Cameron, and everyone's freaking Mel out. Uses her freezy time thing, and they call Harry, and mm-hmm. then like first first thing Harry does is like oh, like they tell him to go heal Ted Cruz. It's like okay, fine. It's you like you really Cruz. want me to. Okay, oh, and he, he's, uh, so they they he, try using the spell for the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they try using the spell, and Harry's like, "It won't work unless you accept your destiny." And uh, they go to join hands, but Mel's powers wears off, and he uses like this fog effect to separate them. And Harry's like, "Macy, use your power to draw your sisters to you," and she like pulls them to her, and they accept their destiny. Yeah, Mag was very re- was reluctant, but agreed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard not to agree at that point. Right, right. And then, to be honest. And Macy was like, I'm going to get a Nobel Prize by figuring out how this witch stuff works. <laughs> yeah, that was after they, they do the spell and kill the White Walker mm-hmm. dude. So um, they accept their destiny. They do this Latin spell, which sounds really good. And they ice the demon. Turns out the dude didn't kill their mom. I, I made a joke. I made a joke, and you didn't laugh. Turns out, you didn't kill their mother, and he's like, now it's begun, and he's like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And then, like, he's just laying on the floor. Sorry, uh, I couldn't hear you, so I, I just started talking. I said, I made a joke, and you didn't laugh. Well, that's because I couldn't hear it, because well, literally they... nothing. I said, nothing they did the spe- I did the spell, and then they iced the demon. How you... If it was a pun about being iced, I'm not going to laugh either way. He's an ice demon, and they killed him. <laughs> yes, we get this it. He's funny. Dr. Freeze. It was funny. He's ice to you, meet you. hilarious. You leave Arnold Schwarzenegger out of this. <laughs> he does kind of look like a pointier Dr. Freeze from Batman Forever or whatever that one was. Mm-hmm. Batman and mm-hmm. Robin. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, it turns out he didn't kill his, their mother. They, yep, he, he did not kill their mother. Yeah, and he's like, and it's he's begun. He's like, what's begun? And we we'll, we find out what's but, begun in the second episode. Wait, 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 wait. So, he's lying on the ground, and they're like, oh, God, what, why is he not disappearing? And Harry's like, oh, we don't have to pull out his eyeballs or, or eat his intestines. And then he pops, and he's like, ah, I'm just kidding. It sometimes just takes a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're a douchebag, but I enjoyed that. <laughs> so they go over to Cameron, and he's like, what happened? And Mel's like, don't tell him. And and Harry's like, yeah, I gotta wipe his memory. And Mel's like, you know what? Don't do that. Because no one will believe another hysterical man. And Macy goes, technically, it was a he-said-she-said said situation. He-said-she-said-she-said-she-said said situation. Woof. Woof. I mean, Oof. I... It was such a good bit. Yeah, I mean, they got a point. They got a point for several reasons, they, and also it's, like, that's that's a really good revenge, revenge thing, just, you know. Let him, like, let him have his memories. No one's going to believe him. Maybe this will help him clean up his act, knowing that, like, you got, you got mm-hmm. witches in the world who are powerful women. They're gonna fucking get you. <sighs> Not that you should need that to be a decent person in the first place, but, yeah. Right. Right. 
So they leave Cameron, and Macy officially moves in. Although she's like, hey, it's kind of weird that, you know, I'm staying in your mom's room. How is is a house that big only had, like, three rooms? Surely there's a guest room. Right? Anyways, it it does become important later. So. Kind of. Mel finds uh, their mom's old Ouija board, which I really like the design of. It's actually really nice. Because they put it on the table to try and contact their mom. Yeah. And they're like, hey, mom, are you there? And it says yes. And then it spells out, don't trust Harry. Like, honestly, and, to tell you the truth, are you really going to believe some fucking Ouija board over a dude that, mm-hmm. one, you can control by calling him at any time, who heals you, who saved, helped you with a demon and stuff? Like, are you going to, I don't know, it just, it don't make sense. So yeah, it says, don't trust Harry. Harry pops in, and then the episode ends on that slight cliffhanger, which I thought was pretty cool. I liked the the ending to that. Yeah, although we all know he's not evil, and he's not a demon. You don't have to watch Mm -hmm. the next episode to know that. Because, like, of course he isn't. Right. He's a fucking white lighter. Unless they're gonna do, like, a switcheroo, where, like, they bring in a new white lighter... A real one to cover for him or like take over his place. Like it's not right. It's not. That's like it's a it's a. I mean, it's understandable to not trust like some random dude, but also like he totally told you you're a witch and there's demons coming after you. Like he didn't need to do that. He could just let them get. No, if he wanted if you he dead. Wanted, yeah, if he wanted you or dead. If he wanted you dead, he he wouldn't have said anything. Yeah. Also, if he wanted your powers, I'm pretty sure, like, there's other... He could have gotten them without telling you your witches. Right. Anyway, um, your thoughts? I really like this episode. It was better than I thought it would be. Although, still a little bit hand-fisted. Right. Um... Because, like... Yeah, especially with... Especially with Mel, because she's she's pretty much a stereotypical man-hating feminist lesbian. Well, I wouldn't... How is she man-hating? Literally the only guy that she had, like, contact with was, like, an asshole. Well, and Harry. He's, like, a weird stranger that came out of the blue and said they were witches. Like, they have the right to be suspicious, but, like, not the right to accuse him of, like, trying to kill them. That's all I'm saying. Well, which Mel did. Oh, no. There's, like, literally two out of three male characters she's interacted with were demons or assholes. Alright, give her some slack. I, I I will give her a little bit of slack. I'm saying she seemed like a man-hating feminist, especially with the line like, oh, you know, I read your article and it made me feel like my penis was being torn off. And she was like, good, that's how you're supposed to hey, read it. I mean... And it's like, mm. It is only the first episode and even the second episode. Like, mm-hmm. it's not... Two episodes really isn't enough to really get a hold on a character. Like, completely. Yeah. Especially when, like, That's fair. all the characters that are men, pretty much, that she's interacted with have been evil or assholes. Like, she hasn't interacted with Brian, who is Maggie's ex, and she hasn't interacted with Gavin, who is Maisie's possible love interest, and they look very cute together, and I want them to be together because they're adorable. I love them. They are yeah. adorable. Uh, Brian is also pretty cute with Maggie, but, like, they're also on a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh. Like, 
we'll talk about that in the next episode more because that's when it really gets out. But like Maggie probably Maybe. should just stop talking to him if he can't not want to get back with her. If that makes sense, right? Like uh, okay. But yeah. So other than that, um, I really, I really like that they they made a point about consent in the first episode. It was a pretty throwaway thing, though. But yeah, but I, you can like, replace that with any like, other line. Just saying. Still, you, you still can thinking about thinking back back to the love potion episode and the the Hecate episode. Yeah. In the re- in the original, it, it, I feel good knowing that they did that in the first episode. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if there's more, but considering there's, like, way more women working on this show, especially in the writer's room, there isn't, like, seven mm-hmm. guys twirling on a script, like in the original Charmed. Like, we're gonna not, right. we're probably not gonna get that ever again. Right. Which is, like, a blessing. Thank you. Unless, like, mm-hmm. shit gets, oh, man, what would happen if, like, it just got... Oh, so I really like the the new house. I think it looks a lot more lived in. It looks a lot more visually interesting. Um, also, fuck Cameron. I hate that guy. Yeah. He was an asshole. He got what he deserved. All right. We'll cut it off here. So we will see you guys in the next episode where we're going to re- review the reboot episode two, Let This Mother Out, which I really enjoy that episode title for some reason. Because um, it, it's like motherfucker, but without the fucker part. <laughs> Plus, it actually makes sense. It makes sense too, right? I like this. Let this mother out. Um, so, in the next episode, the girls deal with the Ouija board situation. They're told not to trust Harry by a spirit they believe is their mother. Shenanigans uh, so happen. Concoct a plan to see if he's telling the truth, and the girls start to to struggle with their new roles as protectors of humanity. They were kind of just tossed into the river, as I said. Yep. So by John Wayne. <laughs> so we'll see how Howdy. that goes. By John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Markle, John Wayne. So yeah, <laughs> howdy, loyal <laughs> British subjects. Tossed thou into thy river. Hey, now she's American. Uh, make, uh, it's, but it's English. That's why they call him that. Cause she's English now, and she's the princess or whatever. Whatever. I don't keep up with that. Anyways. Anyway, uh, thank you for so listening. Please, um. Yes. Thank you for listening. Please do follow us on social media at uh, Hexed Podcast on Twitter. All links will be in the description. And thank you wherever you're listening and wherever you're listening. Please do review us, uh, share us with your friends. We would really appreciate that because that helps us get the word out. So if you'd like to support a podcast that is made by two non-binary people, if that's important to you. And we are not making money on this right now. We're very poor. No. We're, we're very poor. We're very poor. Please support us by sharing. <laughs> That's all we ask. Um, we're not even um, asking for the poor. We're not even asking for money right now. Right now. Subscriptions for the poor. Please <laughs> support us. Anyways, make us not to be too much of a beggar. Well, we're we're fuck. I don't fucking. I have no dignity. Big, big. We're big. Please give us. Those listens and likes and subscriptions. Alright, so we'll see you guys in the next episode. In the meantime, stay charmed, my friends. Bye! Bye.